for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another Live and Amplified Livecast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we are here live with Retro Valley. I'm in Waco, Texas. They are all the way out in New Zealand, 17 hours ahead of me. How's it going today, guys? Yeah, good, man. How you doing? Yeah, come up. Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Um, So how did the band come together? Like, uh, I guess... Uh, it- Kind of started off a little while ago. Um, Mitch, our drummer, and David, our guitarist, um, kind of just hanging out and, um, you know, just jamming along for a while. And uh, I think after a little while, David asked me to, you know, if I was still singing and whatnot since um, we all met in high school. And um, and then I came over for a jam, and, yeah, I guess, I guess some magic started to happen. And we, um, after a little bit, brought Ethan and Josh in. Um, and yeah, but since then, the rest has been history, man. Awesome. Um, before we get too deep into the uh, podcast, uh, let's have everybody kind of introduce themselves and so people have a name with the voice. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, so uh, my name is Mitch and I'm the drummer. I am Ethan. I'm the lead guitarist. And I'm Ben, the uh, lead vocalist. The other two are not here at the moment. Okay. Would they be joining us possibly or just? Possibly uh, soon. They may okay. be second. Perfect. I'm yeah. not sure yet. Okay. Perfect. So we'll, we'll kind of jump between asking questions that pertain to the group and then we'll ask questions that pertain to individuals. So we'll kind of jump in between. Sweet. Uh, um, what got each of you? into music good question yeah i think for me just always growing up ever since a young fella there's always like instruments around family friends and stuff always you know sort of twinkle away and i suppose it just sort of developed from there um and as i got older just sort of started meeting different people just started playing more and yeah just try to live it now really yeah um i basically got into music through just growing up around it, my dad was a bassist and he was in bands growing up and doing all sorts of stuff and touring around. And I always thought that was really cool. He always was playing music on the radio and things and on the stereo. We always, I always had music around me growing up. So for me, it was kind of like inevitable to get into it because I was that obsessed. I just, I think I got the obsession passed down to me by my dad. And from there, it was like, I want to learn guitar. Guitar's awesome. <laughs> Remember my mum sitting me down going, you're going to learn the piano. Learn the piano. I'm like, no, nah, I can't do that. I want to shred. I want to, I want to make loud, distorted noises. It's fun. And I ended up packing that. And then they found me a guitar teacher and I got right into it after then. But yeah, it's good. Nice. Um, I guess for me, um, music was always in the family. Um, both mum and dad were in bands ever since they were, you know, in high school. Um, and they've just been doing it their whole lives, really. They were very dedicated and in love with music and um i i guess um i kind of picked up on singing through my mum and then uh she had uh, make me do a bunch of the singing comps at schools and stuff and uh, uh <laughs> yeah oh well you know twist my arm yeah ever so, <laughs> ever so slightly um and then um eventually after it took i think it felt like it took me too long um to finally jump into a band but now that I am. It just feels quite right, you know? Yeah. Understood completely. Um, and then who are, who, as a collective, who do you draw influence from for the band? I think all, all of us have got sort of different tastes, but all come from a rock background. I mean, for me, I'm yeah. right into like my food fighters and stuff like that. I and mean, then 
grew up with like the classics, you know, Dire Straits and Guns N' Roses and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, and then more modernly, sort of person I've been getting into bands more like Ocean Alley and artists like Matt Corby and stuff like that. Yeah. Cool. What about you guys? Uh, yeah, definitely probably rock influences. I have a lot of punk uh, installed into my brain, thanks to my father, as he was right up into it. Nice. Uh, like, yeah, just just lots of guitar riffs and lots of fast-paced stuff. Um, and then, yeah, it just got me into interested with sounds. And then over the years of me developing on myself as a musician, I've come to realise that there's so much different flavors of music that I could explore and I find it fascinating different sounds. So it's come from a rock background, but it's almost developed into what can I make my instrument do and what sort of sounds can we create and what, what sort of sounds do I like? And it's, it's about finding different stuff, but also finding that balance of if I like that or not. Mm -hmm. I yeah. um, <coughs> I guess for me, um, growing up, my parents both had very different tastes in music, whereas mum mum loved her classical jazz, so there'd be a lot of Frank Sinatra around the house. Um, and then uh, when I was hanging out with dad, it was more, um, you know, the classic rock and roll, got me right into like Led Zeppelin and uh, Jimi Hendrix and all that. Um, but then I guess myself discovering a lot of other bands as well, um, more modern ones, I guess I was got, got quite obsessed with um bands like Panic at the Disco and uh, the 1975 and um, a Kings of Leon as well. Hey, boys. We have more people joining the party? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, just passing through, yeah. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, so what do you guys, when you guys aren't playing music, what do you do for fun? <laughs> we kick around a rainbow ball. <laughs> That's good. Keepy uppies. We uh, each band practice. We try and um, best our last um, score of keepy uppies. Okay. With um, just the worst ball you can ever buy, I guess. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so, we. What's the um. What's the ultimate goal with the because you guys? How long have you guys been together? Uh, only just on like nine months. Yeah, like just over six months. So yeah, it was, okay. yeah, pretty recent. But I guess yeah. overall goal would probably be try branch out over into a couple more countries. Uh, mm. Maybe try getting to some festivals over there. Uh, be ideal to wedge ourselves into a festival scene. That'd yeah, be overseas. lovely. Yeah. yeah. I think all of us, you know, have the classic dream of wanting to be a rock star. But yeah, I think so too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, Real push know, just, just sort of taking it as it comes and just enjoying it, really. Yeah, yeah seeing what happens. Gotcha. And what's the uh, independent scene like in New Zealand? Where specifically in New Zealand are you? Uh, we're in Hamilton, New Zealand, so it's mm. about an hour away from the the biggest city, which is okay. only a million people. So the New Zealand music scene's it's it's pretty weird. Um, <laughs> yeah, to, to say honest. the least. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I suppose it's like any country. You know, you sort of got mainstream, and then sort of different genres sort of struggle quite a bit, just because we're in such mm. a small country. Yeah, mm. but I mean, you you go around and you always meet, you know, a band here and there. But I don't know, it's definitely not as big big of a scene as it used to be. Yeah. Are the fans still supportive? Like, do you see a supportive base, or do you have to travel out? to the big like in Hamilton do you have a supportive base or do you have to travel to like the bigger cities at the moment it's kind of bumping into random people who we had no idea knew who we were let alone mm. liked our music um and um but we yeah we do have a bunch of um chunks of people around us um and in the next the bigger cities closer to us that mm. um listen to our stuff at the moment um yeah, I suppose in a, it's almost an advantage in a way living in a smaller city because everyone sort of knows everyone. Mm. So, you know, the word of mouth gets around pretty fast. And that's always a good thing. Like starting yeah. small and then somebody knows somebody somewhere else and you... Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much how we've been approaching it, you know, from just sort of getting more people, you know, coming along to shows and just trying to get involved, really. Yeah, yeah exactly. 
So I was just kind of scrolling through your Facebook before I jumped on here. And what what's the uh, festival one that you guys played back in uh, January, it looks like? <laughs> so uh, basically that's like a local music festival. Okay. Uh, and uh, I'd say that's probably the only one we get in Hamilton, right? Yeah, it's the probably yeah. the bigger festival in Hamilton. Mm, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it's about, what, about? Eight thousand, yeah, about eight to ten thousand people. Eight to ten thousand people at this music festival in our city. Um, that's still a pretty good sized festival, though. That's it, definitely felt good to be playing somewhere where, regardless of people knowing us or not, could still draw a crowd, you know, like mm-hmm. just, just being there was, you know, it was quite awesome. It's no, good, it was awesome. Awesome. perfect. Um what what's your creative process like when you guys sit down to write music? I think it's just like what it becomes to us. Yeah. It's sort of someone will approach, you know, the group with an idea and it's sort of developed from there. Yeah. I mean, sort of for us, every song's sort of been a different adventure. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, someone might come with sort of most of a song fleshed out and I've got a clear image of where they want it to go, you know, in sort of direction sometimes. Yeah, exactly. And then other times, you know, we'll just start jamming and then something will happen and then, you know, just try work on what happened. And, yeah. I think, the, you know, I think the cool thing is just the fact that we all have like a big respect for each other's musician talents and being mm-hmm. able to kind of go, yeah, we'll add that. Nah, don't add that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want this. And it's kind of like at the end of the day, we all kind of put our best foot forward and we want to, improve each other and refine what we do to make our sound the best sound we want so when it comes to writing it you could bring you you could bring a song and go hey i have these chords and things and then somebody will take it away work on it for a week and go hey i've done this to it and then you go wow that's completely different to what i thought but that's Mm. so much better than what i could think of so it's it's really cool to have all these different ideas and aspects thrown into one area and everyone's able to kind of like you know, it's all liquid. We're able, it's nothing's in solid. We're actually able to kind of like play around with it and balance it out. And no one's going to be, no, everyone's wary of going, yeah, I'm not going to be able to step on anyone's toes because no one really cares. Everyone just wants yeah. the best out of it. You know? mm-hmm. So there's not like a one, one singular, right. One person that writes all the songs, everybody, it's just a very collaborative effort. And 100%. the songs that are out currently was before we got a couple other members on board. But um, we're currently working on a new album, which will be hopefully coming out in the next couple of months. Um, and that's sort of been more of the process we've been talking about. Gotcha. Is this the first album as Retro Valley or? Yep. Yes. Yeah, that's right. So at the moment, we've only got, we've got two singles out on uh, well, all media platforms, Spotify, iTunes and all that. Gotcha. And then, you know, first album coming soon. What, what's the experience been like making this album? Uh, it's been really good. I mean, we've currently just been doing it through home studios and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah, which has been awesome. But sort of, again, just the same process, really. Yeah. yeah. It can be different every time. Like, there have been times where um, we'd kind of just, someone would just start playing something and then we all kind of just jump in yeah. and make something happen and then something can happen that way. Or mm. it can be in the other ways, like Ethan said before. Um, you know, we'll kind of take it piece by piece and everyone yeah. build on it. And how close are you to having the uh, album done? Um, we've chosen, we've definitely got set in stone all the songs we want on it. Okay. Um, uh, but I'd, yeah, yeah, pretty much all the songs are demoed, so we've done most of the pre pro. It's just about a matter of just finishing up the last couple, couple things over the last you know, month or so and then head, head back into the studio and hopefully smash it all out. And you, you just kind of hinted towards my next question, but I'm going to ask it anyways. Uh, do you guys write, spe- did you write specifically for this album or did you just write songs and decide, oh, hey, this looks like it'd be a good 10 songs for an album? Yeah, kind of. We've sort of, we sort of, we had about sort of probably 10 to 20 ideas just floating around. And then sort of just continuing, sort of never-ending circles. So we're kind of like, do we? So we sort of tried to get it down to a set few, so we could actually sort of get a, a release date and get stuff happening a bit more. Awesome. And uh, have any of you guys? Is this the first band for all of you, or have you all been in bands previously? Or what's kind of your musical history? Um, 
for me, uh, I came, well, I'm the drummer, so I came from a, um, a hardcore, I was in a hardcore band previously. Okay. Very different sort of genre, but it's been, it's been really cool sort of jumping back and forth. It was, there was a hardcore <laughs> band called Restals. Uh, yeah, no, I came pretty much similar sort of backgrounds to Mitch. I came from a grunge band and uh, we pretty much just screamed into mics and played our instruments horribly and it was heaps of fun. <laughs> uh, as for me though, uh, this is my first um, band. I mean, I've done, you know, I've done performances here and there through my parents and whatnot, but um, this is my first first proper band yeah and right how does the retro valley differ for, for the two that were in bands previously how does retro valley differ you book as far as like stylistically and all that uh, stuff yeah. uh, sort of retro valley sounds sort of very much more indie rock uh, and rock sort of a lot soft, softer so no screaming or anything like that um yeah just pretty much the complete contrast to what we were doing still rock but a different a very different style of rock pretty yeah, much yeah. like yeah. beach rock kind of yeah. like it's oh. just like yeah i'd say you could just like crack open a beer and sit on the beach listen to that and the sun's going down and that's kind of the vibe we're after i'd say kind of right. just like nice relaxing chill yeah. But still got rock aspects with a bit of punk because, you know, yeah. you can't just be sitting there with your candles out in the audience doing, you know, the whole hand movement thing. I want to kind of like jump around and have a fun time as well. Yeah. So it's yeah. fun to be able to kind of like jump between the two of like the more softer, rocky, nicer sounds, but then also going into like the more, give it a bit more pump, you know, a bit more pace yeah. and speed. Lots which of is contrast. Fun. Yeah, yeah, lots of contrast, which is cool. I think for me, I got... In the heavier bands, I just got over sort of playing just heavy, loud. You know, the music's sort of a lot more like a puzzle. Yeah. And sort of the stuff I've been playing more now is sort of a lot more fluent and you can sort of groove a little bit more, which has been mm. cool. Yeah. More of a better ways of telling a story and expressing feelings and experiences as well yeah, that yeah. way. <laughs> How's the um, tour? How is it to tour in New Zealand? Is it something that you guys could do easily? Like if you wanted to g jump from town to town or is it a little bit harder not knowing like how everything's set up in New Zealand? Yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty much every town sort of got, you know, sm smallish to medium sized venues, you know, mm -hmm. scattered around. Um, the, the pub scene around New Zealand's pretty good too though. You know, a lot of pubs around all around New Zealand are happy to bring in original bands um, and sort of run events around. And there's no like political issues that would prevent bands from jumping, like if they needed to go like to Australia or something. Is there any like political issues that would prevent you from doing that? Or no, it's actually nah. we're pretty good because you can actually go with New Zealand citizenship. You can go straight over to Aussie. Okay, makes it pretty easy. So that's sort of our plan eventually. Yeah. I think just to try to head over there. Okay. And y'all are all all of you are born and raised in New Zealand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All from music. Um, cool. And your how? How do your parents feel about the uh, musical endeavors? Obviously, a lot of you got introduced through your parents, but yeah, is this something that they wanted for you, or I I think they enjoy me following what I enjoy doing. But you know, it doesn't it doesn't pay as much bills as they I'd say. Yeah. Is uh everybody full time musicians or do you guys have jobs to support the? Oh, we're, we're all working at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I, I work in a laundry to support this cause, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then I'm just teaching drums, and then being the vocalist is Mr. IT man. <laughs> yeah, IT. Yeah. And uh, so one of the things we really like to do at Live and Amplified is we're really trying to help cultivate the next generation of musicians. Um, That's cool. So, so we want to like help give them advice and stuff of that nature. So I want to take the next few minutes, few questions, however long we go into this, not side tangent, but this part of the uh, interview. Uh, what advice do you guys have for younger musicians? 
do it. Just do it, man. Just <laughs> grab your instrument hesitate. and just do it. And if everyone says no, just tell them, cool, that's your yeah. standards and ideals, yep. and I'm just going to yeah. do it. And you can do it too. People who say, oh, uh, I've got a rhythmic bone in my body, or I don't think I could do that. It's like, nah, just make it work. I had to work flipping hard to get that ear for music. I had to work flipping hard to get where I am today. And all it takes is work and just time. Just spend time on it and just push yourself to do the best you can be. Don't compare yourself to anyone because that's going to ruin you. But I, because I did that for a long time going, oh, that guitarist is better than me. And it just makes you just not want to play the same because just know the amount of time they've taken to get to that point. And it's just like, for me now, it's really go, just put the time in, love your instrument, love what you're doing because life's all about enjoyment and experiences and, and making a sound out of something with a bunch of people is so much bigger than you could ever be. And I think it's so worth getting into. Absolutely. And like with, with young kids these days as well, being indecisive about what they want to do, but no, like about wanting to start, but no, it's what they want to do. You miss every shot you don't take. Yeah. So take it as you can, you know, yeah. like do, just do your best and do it now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> Unders- yep. That is very good advice. Um, what's the best piece of advice you guys have ever received as musicians? Anything Anything from Dave Grohl, probably. As soon as that hand <laughs> opens his mouth, it's inspiring. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd back that up. Dave Grohl yeah. pretty smart, man. <laughs> just enough. practical. Yeah. Just sort of, yeah. And just, I guess not, just not, not worry about what anyone else yeah. is thinking about it. Because, you know, you might be thinking, oh, someone might think this is no good. But... Yeah. You know, no one's opinion really matters You because you could be affecting a whole bunch of different people in a po- more positive way, you know? Yeah, you got to, yeah. for me, yeah, you got to do it for you. Yeah. Sort of thing. Thanks. And then uh, what's the, uh, what's one piece of advice that you picked up now, or that you know now that you wish you would have known when you got started playing music? Uh, no matter what you do, not everyone's going to like it. <laughs> It's fun when you start. <laughs> yeah. So much fun when you start. Yeah. Oh my god! Awesome. So, what, what's um, what's the future goal? Like, I mean, we've kind of talked about this, and you guys want to go stretch out to other countries and whatnot. Um, yeah. what, where, what would you, what would it take to consider? your musical career a success like when you get ready to hang it up what's that one thing that you feel like that you would cons- that would it would take to consider your music career a success i can feed myself the money i make and i can pay my bills that's all i don't need a flash car i don't really care i just want a nice guitar <laughs> <laughs> i don't know probably Touring with a band that I would have that I don't oh, look up to, wicked, oh, yeah. that'd be wicked. Yeah. I don't know. Well, but I suppose for me, it's like there's never there's never an end goal. Well, there is an end goal, but like at the same time, it's never goal. ending. Yeah, I, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to cut myself short and feel like I didn't succeed if I didn't. You know. Yeah. I would have had fun during the whole thing, regardless. Yeah. But I guess it would make me feel pretty successful knowing that. I've had a, a schedule of, you know, festivals and gigs to play and, you know, playing for people that we look up to. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I suppose that's what's different about this this band com- for me compared to other ones <coughs> I've been in. Like other bands were more sort of focused on, you know, we have to get to this level and we've got to play to this many, we've got to have this many views and we've got to do this, this and this. I think, but for us this time, we've just really tried to just enjoy the mm. music and then from sort of being a lot a lot just more enjoyable and easier to sort of get to happen because yeah. i think the audience sort of sees i think it's just allowing flow with your music and your character and everything about you and what you represent in your band just having that fly away of just yeah. natural mm-hmm. you know yeah. yeah if you don't believe it no one will yeah exactly <laughs> gotcha and you guys said that you all met in high school correct 
before before yes, you came to get yep yeah so half of us went to the local uh, hamilton boys high school okay yeah so um we sort of none of us we sort of all had our own groups we sort of knew of each other hung out here and there um apart from me and me and david sort of took mostly after high school um and then we sort of just met the others through because, as I said before, it's quite a small town. So mm-hmm. everyone, everyone, and yeah, cool. Um, how's like? I know you've only been together like six months or so, but how even within those six months, or six months, nine months, however long, how's the music kind of evolved from when you first started to now? Definitely a lot more energy because I think originally there was only sort of three of us. So there was only, and we were sort of writing through the computer. Um, but now with sort of, it was sort of a lot more slower songs and stuff like that. But I think once we've got everyone jumping, jumped on board now and writing a bit more live as a band, it's <coughs> sort of a lot more, you know, faster tempo, a bit more energy. Yeah. Cool. Definitely branching out and bringing inspirations mixed in with what we're doing as well. Yeah, and what's been the biggest challenge at, as a band that you've had to overcome? Time management. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, all of our yeah. schedules are different. Eh? Wait, challenges? Trying to get into Festival One because apparently we weren't on the list. <laughs> <laughs> like standing yeah. in a sweaty, hot tent, middle of summer, trying to get these people to remember that we're supposed to be playing. <laughs> like, oh yeah, <laughs> right. come right through. Yeah, yeah. good. We believe you now. <laughs> What's, how, or how, for, one thing I want to kind of explore a little bit is how, how have you been able to keep the band together? Like being an independent band, not making very much money. How have you been able to prevent the band from falling apart? I think it's just we're mates. Yeah. Yeah, we're all, I think we all just mates. love it. Eh? Like, yeah. we, all, we all, like, all of us sort of hang out with each other anyway. Yeah. And we're all sort of. So it was, you were friends before it started, and so it was just friends going into a. Yeah. Yeah, cool. pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Perfect. And then, um, what, what's one place or city, venue, whatever, however you want to interpret this question, what's one place that you want to play? Like, what's a bucket list item as far as a place to play? I don't know if it'll happen, but Wembley Stadium would be pretty cool. Oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> uh, Spark Arena. Mm. <laughs> yeah. um, I, um, I don't know. I, I'd like to play in places that I guess aren't overly huge, but places that big people play, like, I don't know, Madison Square Garden or okay. something. It's not overly massive, right? Yeah. No, it, it, I mean, it's big, but it's not, it's not mm. as big as people think it is, I guess. Yeah. I'd like to play even maybe the O2 or something like in London or something. That'd be quite cool. Yeah. Now, um, have you, any of you got, or have any of you guys been to London, or is is that another easy trip to make? Can you make that in with your uh, New Zealand citizenship, or? No, nah, London's the other side. Okay. So yeah, but it's definitely a massive industry over there. But yeah, okay. it's, it's quite hard to sort of get in there. Quite okay. For longer than three months, anyway. Yeah, it would definitely have to be bursts of festivals and dates and then we'd have to come home for a little bit yeah and then yeah Yeah. i'm sure we can make it work (laughs) yeah yeah. that's the plan hopefully in the next sort of few years yeah yeah i'd say and that's uh as far as the uh, home studio goes what do you is that some is that like your own setup or are you guys using uh friends is it like a friend setup that you're using to record your music uh, so we've just been using my one just at um, at my house. Yeah, so that's just a small small interface, and then just running running logic. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> Cushions on the walls. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's very DIY. Like I yeah, mean, yeah. our pop our pop our pop shield for our mics just uh, an old stocking wrapped around it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've seen it. I've seen it done before. It it works. 
But you guys are like recording all your music in the same place. It's just yeah. Okay. Because that that's the one thing that always concerns me about the um, doing it in home studios is they'll record or I've heard of bands that'll record like two or three songs in one person's home studio and then they'll do two or three more in another person's home studio and then they bring them together and you can hear the distinct differences because of the reverberation in the room or you know so that that's kind of why I was asking because there's a lot of technical things that people don't take into consideration when doing a DIY studio like that I know, yeah, definitely. So I think all of us are sort of, you know, being brought up around music and stuff. We've sort of, between us all, we've sort of got a somewhat of an understanding of audio. <laughs> is, there, is there one person that has a, like a, does the engineering aspect or is it all of you just kind of learning together? Uh, I'd say majority is Mitch yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah. Producer Mitch. Yeah. <laughs> he's, got, he's got a wonderful ear and brain. Nice. And uh, what, what's, what's the, what can, for people that have never seen you perform live, what's your shows like? What can people expect at your live shows? A lot of randomness, I reckon. Yeah, just a good old dance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, don't, we don't really have a, um, uh, we don't really have a set way of doing things. Yeah. I guess we kind of just go with it and I'd say we're pretty weird. Yeah. I think, I think it's just like, we couldn't care less about, or we do care about the audience being there, but I think it's like not caring what they think. And we just kind of allow the music to just be the point of it. You know, yeah. we just, just let, like let the music run through you. The energy is good, man. Just let it go. Just have a good time and have fun, you know? And then the audience is going to see that is reciprocated. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, no, nah, I just like find that energy within your group of people you're with and yeah. let the music do its thing. And then that's what it is. Um, how's the, obviously the internet plays a huge role in the music industry today. Cause I mean, obviously the internet's making it possible for us to have this interview right now. So yeah. Ed, like we met randomly on Facebook, you know, it, it's, it's crazy. Um, how do you see, from your standpoint, how do you see the internet help evolving the music business moving forward? What do you, what do you guys? I think it's a massive advantage, especially in a small country. Yeah, I mean, definitely. like, you know, sort of 50, uh, a couple hundred years ago, the only way to hear music was in front of the musician, you know? Mm-hmm. But yep. Even just, just distribution of especially for us, you know, we can sort of pump our music in other countries. Mm. That's just, that alone's just sort of like crazy. Yeah. And since you guys have, you guys have some songs on Spotify, I saw, correct? Yes. What's one place when you kind of go look at the analytics, where's one country that people are listening to your music that's kind of like, oh, Hey, we have fans in Southeast Asia or something like that. Yeah. Well, uh, crazily enough, we've had a lot of people listen to our stuff from places like Slovakia and like even Saudi Arabia. I think yeah. we've had a few mm-hmm. hits. Whoa. Which is like, I didn't think anyone would even want to click on our stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, to be honest. I guess it's mostly been the US and <clears throat> New Zealand lately, though. Mm, yeah. And do you, be, or I'm assuming you guys have aspirations of coming doing a US tour of some sort absolutely (laughs) that'd be the dream what's i i guess as a because i grew i've lived in the u.s my entire life this may sound like a stupid question but i'm gonna what's the appeal i guess is because to me i i see a lot of hungry musicians in the uk australia and New Zealand and like all these other countries, you got all these musicians that are hungry, ready, and they're just doing anything they can to make sure their dream stays alive. And yeah, we have that in the US as well, but we also have a lot of complacent musicians that are just kind of like, oh, I deserve this, or oh, I'm not going anywhere other than here. 
like what's what's your take on that like that that was kind of a very very open-ended question but i'm kind of curious what the take is um so you want to know why um what we think about the hungry yeah. ones versus the ones that feel entitled <laughs> yeah pretty much like well i guess the initial question was and it's a stupid question because what what's the appeal of the u.s not yeah i'll just sit back Probably population, really. Mm, I think it's the market over there is yeah. good. That's like where you get a lot of, like a lot of our top charts over here are mainly from the States anyway. Mm, so okay. for us, we just look at that and go, well, there's a big market over there. It, there's a big uh, for music and that's where a lot of the music's coming from. Like you get a lot of music coming out of like New Zealand, Aussie and you know, UK as well. But it just seems to be, pointed in that direction from mm -hmm. where our standpoint is and i guess from around the world it's just like oh yeah that's where the market is you know go over there and do your thing i think it's also like um you know praised for musicians as from countries like new zealand that it's like you know if you're having gigs in places like the us then like that's that's a big deal yeah most, you know yeah so like just the appeal to your to the home audience in New Zealand kind of speaks more, or if you have a tour in the U S it speaks volumes in New Zealand. Is that yeah, yeah. pretty much if, if a band tours from the U S you've somewhat made it, I suppose. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> what's that? Probably seems silly to you. <laughs> no, it, like, I, I mean, I totally get, I totally get the appeal, but it's just, to me, I'm driven by other motivated people. Yeah. And just like from the people that I've talked to in the UK, in Australia, in New Zealand, it just seems like there's a lot more motivated people there that are willing to, willing to come to the US just to try and make their dream live on a little bit longer. Whereas music like some musicians here they're not even willing to drive across the st or two hours across the state to go make a show you know what i'm saying yeah i don't know it, it, it is quite weird i mean yeah. i suppose and i mean a, you want it i guess yeah <laughs> if you're not willing to drive <laughs> yeah and i mean i'm not trying to or i'm not trying to put every u.s musician in that kind of bag because i know plenty of musicians like i just interviewed one today she was 18 graduated high school and hit the road for six months before she came back and said okay i went on a tour this summer what'd you guys do you know she just hit the road no money like no real plan and it's like see you want your career yeah. And then I was talking to a guy like a month or so ago and I told him like, you, you're 19, you have very little responsibility. You have no bills. The worst you have is a car payment or car insurance and a phone bill. That's yeah. minimal compared to what a lot of people have. Yeah. Go out there and play. Like it's not hard and he gave me every excuse in the book and it's like okay you don't want it bad enough i suppose overseas musicians coming to the u.s i mean like they've already given up everything to get there mm -hmm. they're willing to give everything to keep going but maybe ones that are already in the u.s uh they've got a lot around them so that they don't want to do things they may lose what they have yeah that's true um who are some musicians in New Zealand that are like starting to make some noise and people should be aware of besides yourselves? Cause obviously you guys are making some noise yourself cause you caught my attention, but um, who, who are some other musicians that you guys are kind of have your eye on as potential people that could make some noise in the future? Yeah. So well, sort of the, the biggest band in New Zealand well, is probably 660. Yeah. They're doing their thing, but there's a lot of some awesome bands that I reckon are going to blow up. As you can see, Cloak Bay, another one, uh, Messiah, yeah, yes. Van, Van Grove. There's heaps, actually. Yeah. Now, there's a lot of talent in New Zealand. It's, it's hard to say 
there's one girl who's broken through and she's kind of just starting to get quite popular. Um, her name's Benny. Like B-E-N-E-E. Okay. Um, she's had quite a few hits and she's just started going international, really. Um, she's great. I got to fist bump her the other weekend, actually. That was kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> just to, you know, flex on you. But... <laughs> nice. Yeah, that was quite Yeah, but she's great. Yeah, I'd say look out for her because she's probably, she's probably the next really she, yeah, She's pretty good. <laughs> um, what's the craziest thing to ever happen to you guys at a show? Do you guys have any crazy show stories or? Um, I guess one of the things that I thought was pretty hilariously awesome was that um, we probably just had our first gig um on a saturday night and it was kind of just at like this little venue at a house really yeah, yeah. And, house party uh, show yeah yeah so it was very underground sort of like gig and um we kind of had that and then the next day we did a couple of songs for a competition um and there was this girl that came up to us after the show uh, you know, asking for some photos and stuff and wanting to know more about the band. And it was, it was our first gig. So we're kind of just like, Oh yeah, like, you know, we're this person, but you know, it's whatever. And, um, she was like, when's your next gig? And, um, we're like, Oh yeah, it's in a, in a few weeks at this place just in town. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's kind of it. And, uh, in a few weeks time kind of expected them to forget about it, but we show up for sound check and she's right up the front <laughs> and yeah. on the couch menu waiting she's yes, by man. herself <laughs> and well, oh, hello. <laughs> G'day. so that felt kind of cool having someone you know following us from from the very first go <laughs> nice. does anybody else have any yeah uh, worst one was probably that um when we're playing at the festival a big power surge went through the sound system and the whole sound system just shut down mm. <laughs> yeah that was interesting having to improvise with that we yeah. just kept playing it was like oh this time, well i'm gonna enjoy myself <laughs> yeah yeah it was kind of mainly like all the all the mics cut off and oh, um wow. yeah and it would always be as it was coming up to the big triumphant chorus you know it would be like cut out and then it'd just be the music and then um yeah but it was quite cool um some of the people during one of the songs when it cut out, started singing the chorus back to us, which was a pretty good feeling to be well, honest. Right. That was cool. That was quite cool. <laughs> nice. um, what's your favorite song to perform live? Probably Freddie Funk. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. Yeah, our latest single, Freddie Funk, is probably the most fun to play. <laughs> what is it about that song? About probably the, high, the highest yeah. energy song, probably. You know, yeah. It's, it's a good one to get a good old boogie. Mm. And it's, mate, it's yeah, because the song's mainly about just being in a good mood, you know, just being in the zone, you know, when you're just in that state of ecstasy and you're just super happy. You're mm. just, you just, uh, that's, yeah. So that song kind of brings, brings all that as well. Yeah. Um, Another thing um, I, w- I really want to try and shine some light on, and not to bring the energy of the podcast down, but um, lately, over the last few years, mental health has become a huge concern and issue, especially me looking at the music industry and how many people we've lost to drug o- accidental drug overdoses or suicide or stuff of that nature. Um, how important is mental health to you guys as a band or individually? I think it's huge, because in, in New Zealand, I think we've actually got the highest yeah. suicide rate. People. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, especially in the last five, ten years, the culture in New Zealand's changed a lot, especially in males. Mm-hmm. And I think for all of us, we're all very supportive of each other. Yeah, lots of love. Yeah, lots of love. Very mm-hmm. open about shit. You said that New Zealand has the highest suicide rate amongst males? Is that? Yeah, in the world. Yeah. I think oh, yeah. yeah, in the world even yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And yeah, it that that's interesting that you say that because I I really want to try and uh, just let people know like hey, everything's gonna be all right. You don't need to do something that's gonna permanently damage somebody else's life because you were in a funk. So what do you got? Or <coughs> sorry about that. Um, what do you guys do? Um, what do you or how do you guys help 
each other stay mentally stable and how important is it that you guys just kind of keep an open and clear communication if you guys aren't having a good day or something? It's got to be straight up. Eh? You just, I guess it's trusting that we can all say what we feel yeah. and what we're feeling at the time and to know that everyone's going to be supportive about yeah. it. Yeah. I think what once, like people that are struggling, I think a big thing is it's like everyone goes through stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of, as breaking the barrier of being able to reach out because if if you don't talk about it yeah gotcha. no one there's the chance that no one will approach you about it you know gotcha. and does it yeah. help that you guys have been friends for so long does it helps kind of just having that open conversation whenever somebody's having a bad day yeah, yeah i definitely think so it's pretty obvious to see if somebody was off but i think genuinely all of us are pretty happy dudes like mm-hmm. yeah uh, and just just uh, like I'd, I'd trust these guys with like you know telling them about something shocking that's happened you know and it's got me down and it's yeah it's never gonna backlash because everyone's just so open. supportive and open yeah, yeah. gotcha Perfect. no point bottling things up yeah. just, what a waste of time that is that's only gonna make you more upset at the other end it's a yeah. choice to talk it's a choice to actually decide how you want to feel and it's a yeah. choice to get somebody involved in that and yeah. work with you through it you know Mm-hmm. and it, it's just really important it was I, I just want to thank you guys for taking that minute because it, it's something that's become really important to me and like because we've even through live and amplified some of the some bands and friends of bands have done some things that have kind of hurt some relationships and or have taken their own lives and so it's just something that's become very important to me as I've kind of gone through this journey of working with bands and finding out how serious of an issue, like even drug addiction and overdose or overdosing because they didn't have a way to cope with their feelings, you know? Yeah. That's cool, man. No worries. But, um, so to bring up the energy a little bit, I'm I'm gonna ask some kind of random questions. Some, some random. yeah, shoot it, bro. <laughs> what does anybody have any like weird or um, useless talents? <laughs> Ben's got a few. I I can click I'm, my jaw. I'm just I'm just a useless person in general. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I <laughs> wow. Sorry, bring it bring it back yeah, down. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, I can fold my ear like origami and make it stay like that. What? Yeah, I didn't know that. Like, yeah, like, what? He's doing it for us now, yeah. yeah. So basically, I can fold. I want to try. <laughs> fold my ear maybe like three times and then tuck it into itself, and it'll stay like that. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's almost okay. I can almost get it there. Okay, we're going off track. No, you were perfectly right on track. <laughs> Say, where we want to go. <laughs> I want to fold my ear. Anybody else? Um, I can click my jaw. Okay. But it's not really clicking, it's just grinding my jaw against like my skull basically and it makes yeah. a clicking noise and it's hideous. Don't do it much because <laughs> it's probably terrible for me, but it's a cool party trick. I can make uh, more pork noise, that's probably about it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. I love it. <laughs> <That's so cool. laughs> uh, but um what's the what's the most random question you guys have ever been asked at a show oh. um i don't know randomest question at a show mm. you mean during or just or yeah it could be during like just while you guys were performing or after the show, like somebody ever asked you, I don't know. What about that show at, uh, in town where those homeless people were yelling shit? At no. <laughs> oh, what? Yeah. Oh, was Who that was after Navarro? Was that after no, no, we had, we once had this, 
these people watching us and having a good old jam on the methylated spirits. Oh, right. <laughs> and oh, probably not. Probably and they were not. just yelling, play this, do this, do this, play this, and just yelling random requests. Yeah. Nice. What's yeah. your what's your guilty pleasure song like a song that you listen to but people would maybe think less of you as a musician because you like it salad days by mac demarco just so we're all on an even even playing field mine is party in the usa by miley cyrus Oh, yeah. oh, but that's a banger though. That's a banger, yeah. <laughs> oh no! What I, what's that song? California by that's that's yeah, California. Mine would probably go through the list now. <sighs> There's so many songs. I mean, I, I've been really digging the 1975 lately, which a lot of people would have mixed opinions about them. A lot of people think they're geniuses and a lot of people think they're terrible. Um, I love it all. <laughs> I love it all, eh? Like, the people who hate it or not. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. James Blunt. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. Amazing. Um, what's... Uh... Yeah, all right, we're done. That... That's about all the random questions I had. That's I just wanted to see if we could break up the monotony of the standard one, two, three type situation. That's cool, but, man. That's cool. but um, what do you want people to? What's one thing you want people to know about the band? Like, uh, yeah, or you as individuals? Like, I, we could have you answer both questions. I think for us, we all just want to make music to people to have a good time. Yeah, have some fun. Yeah, break up the monotony of the day and yeah. the week, you know, your regular working week, and then come along for all of our shows. Yeah, we yeah. entertain you. It's nice. It's nice getting people to come along and forget about whatever's going on at the time. To like, you know, just come and vibe. Yeah. No matter what's going on, whether you've had a good week or a bad week, come along and vibe. You know. Yeah. yeah. Have a drink with us. Hang out. Yeah. You know, yeah. we're not we're not bad guys. Yeah. We're a bunch of good dudes. Yeah. Come and come yeah. and hang out and listen to us, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like uh I like getting across stories as well and like um different life situations as well into music. So that, you know, I'll try and try I like to get quite specific so that, you know, if someone hears it and is like, Oh, you know, didn't know someone else had sort of a similar thing, then it's like, you know, that person feels a little less weird about it. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. And uh, you said earlier that you, uh, you guys have been together for a little while and you, you were originally a three-piece, right? And then you brought in two other players? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So we almost didn't really – we didn't sit down and go like, oh, we're going to start a band today. It was mm. sort of just me and, the, me and David that – guitarists were just playing and then we're like oh we'll put some vocals over it did that with probably a few songs and we're like oh should we actually make this a thing and then nice. put some we'll jump on board yeah <coughs> it was quite cool actually because like i remember our first my first jam session coming over with you guys and the very first thing we jammed became a song that we now play at pretty much every gig oh, yeah that's right yeah <laughs> so, so that's pretty awesome <laughs> Do you have any uh, unique covers that you do? Like you put a unique twist on it or it's a cover you don't hear a lot of people play? Not, hey. The only cover I remember was playing was the Bullet Boy one. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. yeah. We're more focused on originals, but we've got... Mm. Yeah. We like to dabble into some covers now and again. Um, okay. They're usually the more mainstream ones, I guess. I guess it would be cool to bring in things that people wouldn't usually hear bands play gotcha yeah that'd be cool that'd be, that's a good idea yeah yeah and, and i know a lot of bands bring in covers like they'll just bring in a random cover to kind of break up the set and whatnot so they're not playing the same song like especially if they have a smaller catalog of music they bring in the covers to kind of break up the set a little bit so yeah, yeah. 
And speaking of what, how do you guys break up your set to make it different? So you're not playing the same music over or, or do you guys not play frequently enough for that to become an issue? I think we've, we've stepped back from shows for the last, for the next few months, just to care, focus on writing. Okay. The quite a lot over our New Zealand summer. So it's yeah. in January. I think we've played with quite a mix of different bands. Mm-hmm. I think it was sort of, you know, depending on who we're playing with, we'd pick softer songs and, you know, sort of the more heavier bands would sort of pick more upbeat, faster songs. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've got somewhat of a biggest repertoire there, so. Yeah, we, we definitely. Adapt. Well, we usually adapt to whatever the situation is at the time. Gotcha. Yeah. Always got yeah. something in our sleeves. Yeah. Perfect. Well, I don't want to keep you guys too much longer because I, I value everybody's time and I want to thank you guys for giving me the time to sit down and chat with you. It's been a blast. It's been one of the more exciting interviews that I've done. Well, um, thanks thanks well, very much. Man. <laughs> thanks, bro. <laughs> so it, it, it's definitely been exciting. It's been different. It's It's been awesome and I really appreciate it. Um, I'm going to ask you guys uh, another question. It's going to be a vague, a rather vague question, and I'm wording it this way specifically to let you guys kind of take it where you want it and cool, just cool. kind of have fun with the question. Um, but why music? Oh, why music? I think for me, it was just sort of the only thing, you know, I always played sports and stuff, never got into games or anything. But music, I don't know, it's just, I listen to it, I play it, it just gives you that gives me that weird yeah, feeling. That eh? feeling, eh? It's, that, it's yeah. just that feeling. I think that's yeah. that feeling that every musician chases. Mm-hmm. It's, know, just, it's just that buzz when you get into that moment. Yeah. You're playing a song and you improvise a little thing and you go, yeah. oh, that's what it's all about. I think after a little bit for me as well, after jamming with the guys and just playing, whether it be in front of people or not, um, just seeing how, everyone, how it makes it, everyone else in the band feel as yeah. well. It's kind of like, I'll be like, I, I feel like I'm on top of the world right now. And then yeah. I'll kind of look around and everyone's just like in the yeah. zone, loving it. Just like nothing, nothing makes me feel the way music does. Yeah. 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 Back then completely on that. Far out. Nah, I'm just, even just playing with them and then just going to a little lead break or something, just come out of it. And I just get shivers all down my back. I just mm. love it. I just, yeah. yeah. I know. It's you worse It's shivers. worse than a heroin addiction, to be quite honest. With you. <laughs> I am so friggin' obsessed with it. I can't get enough of it. So that's why music, because it's me. It's my obsession. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Awesome. I, I really appreciate it. Um, and you guys said you're kind of taking a step back from shows for the, uh, for while you're working on this album. Yeah. 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 So um, we have a couple of things lined up for just after we release it. Um, okay. Yeah. But we'll definitely start pumping out dates after that. Yeah. Sure. Hopefully and, at the end of this year. That'd yeah, be wicked. That'd be good. Do you have a release date yet in mind for the, uh, for the album? Not yet, but we're hoping before May. Yeah. Okay. I just made a decision now. Too. Yeah, I think that's a good. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a good month. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's awesome. Um, but yeah, that's uh, where can everybody find you on social media if they want to check out your shows and what have you, or listen uh, to your music. So uh, yeah, we've got Instagram, we've got Facebook, we've got Twitter, and it's all at uh, Retro Valley Band. Mm-hmm. That's that's pretty much the the name for all of our social media and okay. on all music platforms, just Retro Valley. Okay. And uh, one final question for you: How did you guys get the, or how did you come up with the name Retro Valley? Yeah, I just <laughs> asked this the other day. <laughs> so we, well, for ages we didn't actually have a name because we weren't oh. really a band. But then we went to go release our single. And we're like, oh, we need a band. So we thought of a name that it's. It, I can't remember what it was. It was a French word. It was a French word, but it sounded too much like Ratatouille. Yeah. So whenever we went to go play shows, everyone was like, you're that Ratatouille band. Yeah. So eventually we just you know, decided that Retro Valley fitted us well and it was somewhat similar to what we already had. That's, yeah. That's, yeah. Well, that was going to be my next question. What were some other names that you were considering for the band? Um, I feel them, eh? Yeah, I think we when we 
when we started off with the name, it was a French word. It was, it was called, the pronunciation was retrovi, mm-hmm. um, which is basically like the feeling you get when you see someone again that you used to love or something, yeah. uh, something like that. Um, but yeah, like, like Mitch said, it was too confusing. The way it's spelled looks like ratatouille. <laughs> and um, uh, we wanted something that was, you know, snappy, memorable, but we also like the sound of retro at the start from Retro Vibe. Mm-hmm. And it just spun off into Retro Valley, yeah. which, uh, which we all thought had a nice ring to it. It was going to be Retro Bass. Yeah, yeah. But then everyone, well, we all figured that if we put that on a poster, people would think we're selling a Retro Bass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I could see that for sure. <laughs> but, um, I, yeah, that's pretty much all we had for you. Um, I want to thank you guys so much for giving me the opportunity to sit down and chat with you. I appreciate your time, and I hope everybody enjoyed the podcast. Uh, I hope you guys had a good time. Um, it's great, man. Thank you for having thanks us. For having yeah, us. Thank thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and definitely, New Zealand has been a one. We're we're kind of looking to expand out beyond the U.S. and that's cool, man. The UK, New Zealand, and Australia are like the top three places that we want to expand out to. Well, hit us up, friend. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> anytime, man. Awesome. And, uh, but yeah, other than that, I just want to thank you guys. I want to thank everybody for tuning in, and we will see you guys later. Thanks awesome. very much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Cheers, guys. Yep.